Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio Program. Boundaries are essential after betrayal, but few have any experience of knowing what boundaries to set or how to set them. In this episode, Tammy Gustafson helps us navigate this delicate but necessary topic. Tammy is a licensed counselor who's passionate about helping women recover from trauma, PTSD, and betrayal. Boundaries are more than just drawing lines and enforcing consequences when they're crossed. They're about safety, responsibility, self-care, and building or rebuilding of healthy relationships. To learn more about Tammy and her resources, visit BetrayalHealing.com. For more resources, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And please, would you rate and review the podcast after listening because this, this helps other people to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken, and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now let's join Tammy in this important discussion on boundaries. Well, all right, Tammy Gustafson, welcome back to the program. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, you know, I was just noticing that it's been about a year since we had had you on the program last, and when you were here before, you were talking about like the the healing stages uh, after betrayal. And um, so there's so much that we want to unpack when it comes to women that have dealt with all kinds of betrayal issues, whether it be sexual betrayal or otherwise. And one of those issues in particular that we're going to talk about today is around boundaries. Uh, But before we get into that specific topic, just by way of maybe reminder for those who uh, were listening last year or for those who maybe haven't met you yet, and this is their first time to connect with you on the podcast, can you let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and how you got into this space of work that you're in? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I've been a licensed professional counselor for, gosh, almost about 14 years, and I always focused on trauma. That was always my my heartbeat and my passion. So I did a lot of PTSD. I did a lot of abuse and that sort of thing. And then eight years ago, life blew up and the reality of my uh, husband's pornography addiction at that time came to light. And so it blew things up. And even as a counselor and even with the experience and whatnot, I still did not see it coming. And so that started us into our whole journey of healing. And uh, thankfully, my husband did the work and worked hard. And so he made it and our marriage made it and I made it as well. And so through the course of time, uh, to be honest, I was not one of those people who wanted to use my story for good. Like the whole, I don't want to waste my pain. I was like, nah, that's fine. My pain can be wasted. Like my story can die a thousand deaths. It's fine. Um, but, um, but that's not how it turned out. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. There were doors that were opened. And so I started leaning more and more into this field of betrayal trauma. And it was a very natural kind of, um, sidestep for me. And over time, just having this deep, deep compassion and understanding for wives who have gone through this. And so this is now, I still do PTSD. I still do EMDR, but, um, but the majority of what I do now is really helping wives heal after betrayal. And so um, I'm very, I'm very honored to, to be working in this space. Yeah. 
Now, one of the issues that always comes up when dealing with uh, betrayal, and especially when you're when you're dealing with, let's say, a couple that there's been betrayal and there is a desire for restoration, is the issue of boundaries mm-hmm. is going to come up, right? Now, I think you can still have an issue of boundaries, even if restoration isn't part of the the journey, because boundaries are healthy. But but Absolutely. this word has been used a lot, and and I think people have all kinds of connotations of what they think of when they think of the the term boundaries. How would you help somebody, uh, especially a wife that has gone through betrayal, first to just get a working definition of what boundaries may mean? Absolutely. And I would say that whether or not a wife wants to move towards restoration or not, like boundaries is at the heart and core of healing period for, for anyone going through this. And so for boundaries, really what I'm looking at is where kind of where do you begin, where do you end and where does the next person begin? right? And boundaries are crucial because they kind of define, hey, this is who I am. This is who, what I'm responsible for. Uh, and this is what I'm going to allow in my life uh, and in my space, whether that's physical, whether that's emotional, uh, whether that's sexual, especially with sexual betrayal. Like it really defines, this is what I'm okay with. And that also says, this is what I'm not okay with. And it's really the foundation of um, feeling that empowerment or feeling like, hey, I have some control and I have some agency over myself and moving forward. So boundaries are vitally important and I think very misunderstood. I think there's a lot of negative connotations about boundaries. Uh, And I think a lot of us perhaps grew up with this idea that boundaries were bad or that they were selfish or that you're not being loving or kind to another person. And I, and so I think that's part of the, one of the first steps of boundaries is really understanding where you're coming from. What messages did you get in the past? And how are you, how are you now sitting with this idea of boundaries? Because that will have a really huge impact of how you move forward with them. Yeah. One of the things that comes to my mind is I think about um, if you're going to be, let's say a farmer, and you need to put up some fencing, right? Just to be able to say, this is where my livestock can go. For one thing, it gives an indication of what you are responsible for, right? Whatever's inside that fencing, you're responsible for, but also then whatever those those fencing that you put around, it's like, we're trying to also keep predators out. There's a protective element to it. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit, because as I hear you saying that, I almost hear you also saying, this is a person saying, what I've put inside this fence or this boundary is what I value, what I'm responsible for, but also I need safety. Can you really speak to the safety element? Because I think, especially for those who face betrayal, there can be so much fear, right? When it comes to how do I re-engage life? How do I maybe even re-engage this relationship? How important are boundaries just for a sense of safety? Mm, Absolutely. I would say they're huge. And if, if I take a step back and look at boundaries, I think one of the things that one of the things that's important is like where where do these boundaries come up and where do they where do they like what do they protect, right? And so how I view boundaries is perhaps um, 
is perhaps a little bit different. I always think of it if I put my arms out in a circle in front of me, like I'm hugging a tree. And I think about this is my personal circle. Okay. And everything inside of it makes up who I am. So my past, uh, my present, what I'm afraid of, what I've experienced, where I've succeeded, what my hopes and dreams are, all of that makes up me. And when betrayal happens, a lot of times those boundaries are absolutely shattered. Even the very boundary of, hey, within our marriage, there will be faithfulness. And there will not be any, there will not be anybody else in this marriage. That that fundamental vow and boundary in the marriage is shattered. And so when that boundary is shattered, within the context of a relationship, it's like it feels like all other boundaries are shattered. It feels like if that was my, if that was just a fundamental, I'm not even having to uh, question that, that that is going to be a safety issue. And now that is gone. What else is gone? Right. So part of this idea of safety is recreating these boundaries, but it has to look different this time, because especially after betrayal, there's the boundary before it was the boundary of my husband is going to keep me safe. There's this boundary of our agreement, my understanding of his character, my understanding of his actions, of his promise to me. Now that is gone. And so this set of boundaries needs to start with the, with the woman and it becomes, it becomes this personal circle. Mm -hmm. So So uh, one thing, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, keep going. Well, one thing that comes to my mind when I'm thinking of this is okay, there uh, it's like two things are having to kind of be balanced at once. And one is what you're talking about, about having a sense of self-awareness and the need to be able to say, I've, I, I, I'm understanding who I am, what my legitimate needs are, how to protect that. And yet at the same time, I am fundamentally made by God for relationship. So I'm not necessarily saying for specifically the marriage relationship, but just for relationship. How do you begin to create yeah. a sense of balance? And, and what, are, what is the health that comes through boundaries for the good of actually relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we all are created as individuals, right? I mean, even the boundary of the skin, like this is the skin is a very concrete boundary of this encases who I am. So this idea of we need to have our sense of self, this idea of we need to value and know ourselves is very fundamentally even seen within the skin of it encases us. So this boundary can be considered like a personal, uh, emotional, uh, psychological casing around us. And so all of that, all of these emotions and whatnot are part of that, but it's very important that each individual kind of has that own casing, that own personal circle, that own sense of who they are. And that does not take away from a relationship that actually enhances the ability to be in relationship. And so when we think of this, a lot of times, most of us don't grow up with really a healthy understanding of boundaries or even a sense of self, right? And so what I see is instead of having the circle in front of us that goes, okay, this is, this encases everything that makes me me on a psychological and emotional, on a dreams level. Instead, what often happens is our arms are wide open. 
And there's no really differentiation between this is me and this is you. And we can be in relationship, but it's still like there's me and you. And so what happens is that our stuff kind of gets pushed onto others and their stuff kind of gets pushed onto us. And it just becomes this big mess. Right. And so that is actually not beneficial or healthy for the marriage uh, or for a relationship. But I think a lot of times we think of it that as that. And so what we want to do is we want to, in a sense, close that casing in that circle so that we know who we are so we can fully step into relationship as an individual. Because the reality is, is that we when we were born, we were born single. Right. And completely whole. And with the ability to love and connect, absolutely. So we can still carry that wholeness as that individual into a marriage, into a relationship. And then we can fully interact so much better when we're already holding our own stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could even say at the other end of life, we die individually too, right? So (laughs) there is a sense in which there is a personal journey that all of us are on um, and you know, we, we there's multiple kinds of relationships we can have, right? We're ta- we're specifically talking about marriage here, but you can be have parent child, you can have friend, you can have all kinds of stuff. You know, one of the things I'm I'm wanting to make sure that we don't make assumptions on is as you're talking about, I love the imagery of the the arms and kind of your circle, and this is kind of connected to who you are. But here's one of the questions I have: is especially somebody who's gone through betrayal and the wounding that that is as a person is trying to sort of establish or maybe reestablish boundaries in their life, how do they even begin to identify really what they need when they're maybe in a state of shock or numbness or just the emotional turmoil and trauma that occurs through betrayal? How can a wife Mm -hmm. begin to even know what she needs? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I think there's a simple answer and or a complicated answer to that. The simple answer is that most women after betrayal can feel in their gut of like, I know I need X, Y, or Z. I know I need space or I know I need to set a boundary. Even if they don't know what that boundary is, there a lot of time is that feeling of I need to set one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then it does become more complicated as far as what do I set? Like, what boundary do I set? Where do I set it? And I think this is where it gets a little tricky because because we often don't have a lot of experience with this. A lot of times what we do is we kind of pick an arbitrary spot of like, huh, I don't really know, but I feel this need to create a boundary. So I'm just I'm going to put it here uh, and I'm going to start building and I'm going to build this wall because that's a lot of times what we initially think of boundaries as, as walls. And so then they pick a spot and they they build this wall, um, and we all do this. And then they get pushed back on it and the wall falls. And then they're left standing amongst the rubble going like, okay, well, now what do I do? Now what do I do? Boundaries don't work. Where do I start? And so I think for, for the very foundation, boundaries need to, instead of looking externally, And even instead of looking at the relationship, the very fundamental start of boundaries, uh, how I approach it is that it has to come from an internal place. Okay. So that comes back to this circle of it has to start with you and where you're at and what you need. So, so looking at that circle and going, okay, this is who I am. 
and doing some work to kind of figure out, okay, this is what I want. This is what I need. Uh, safety. I want my husband to treat me well after, you know, betrayal. I need, I, I just, I need the truth. I need all of this. But then where this, this more organic form of boundaries can come in is that when something happens, when he crossed a line or when he got defensive or was gaslighting or there was a new disclosure, it's almost like there can be like this little timeout. I almost envision it as this kind of little hood that comes over, not a wall, but a, a little hood and a, like a timeout and saying, that's a time to go inside in the side, the circle and reconnect with yourself and go, what just happened? Like what? Wow. Like, oh, like he, he just crossed a line and whatnot. And like, how do I feel about that? Like what's going on inside of me now? And then there's the really important question after that. And the question is, what do I need to feel safe? And that is the question that can guide the next step of what boundary do I need to place? Because whatever the answer is to that question of what do I need to feel safe? That is the next step. That is where the boundary goes. Mm-hmm. And then as far as putting the boundary in place, what needs to happen then is then when you verbalize it, that's when the boundary is, is created in the relationship. That's when the, that's when verbally it comes out. And the things to think about in that verbal processing is the goal is to put your thoughts, your feelings, your needs into words with respect for yourself and the other person. And what I mean by that, because I know, I know when there's just been betrayal happen, it's like, well, I'm not really worried about that respect part for him. But what I mean by that is you are speaking clearly. Uh, You're not attacking the best you can. You're doing it so you are communicating in a way that you can still feel good about yourself. But I think the more, um, perhaps the more difficult part is the full respect for ourselves. And when you are putting, when you are verbalizing this respect for the other person, respect for yourself, a lot of times that means you have to say it. That is the first line of respect for yourself is just saying it and being true to who you are and being true to what you need. So when you say, I don't feel safe, so I need you to leave our bedroom. I need you to go to a hotel for two days while I kind of get my footing back underneath me. That is... That is communicating from a very organic place, this need and this boundary. And you, uh, how important is it that in the verbalizing of these, these boundaries and these needs, that it be stated in that framework of I need rather than you must? How important is it for the person who's setting the boundaries to make it in I need statements rather than something that's going to look like I'm imposing this law on you. I'm imposing this, you know, rule on you. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think ideally the I need is helpful. To be honest, after betrayal, when things are absolutely shattered and blown up, I'm not terribly concerned in the beginning how it comes across. Um, But ultimately, I think an important aspect that's in there is this idea of Jake Porter talks about the communicating the idea of choice in boundaries. And I think it's pretty brilliant because what it can do, it can set a woman up for failure if she is saying, you must do this, right? Because the fact is he doesn't have to do it. He has a choice whether or not he's going to do it. And 
and and the the wife really has no control over whether that's going to happen or not right so i think that i need say th- that i need statements is helpful because there is and there is a sense of choice in there this is what i need and even jake would say even verbalizing that to your partner of saying you you can choose to do this or not but this is what i need and if they don't do that, then then that's kind of a whole nother part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it seems to me like the I need statements also keep, uh, in many ways, the focus where it needs to be in terms of boundaries. And that is on the person who has been wounded and what they need in order to feel safe. And, and you know, as a, as a Christian, I also think of this and I think, well, in terms of what I need, um, ultimately my source of those needs is not going to come from my spouse. That's going to come from my savior. So there is a point at which even in setting these boundaries, you go, I am on a journey with God through this, not merely with this other person in the relationship. Can you talk a little bit about that? Just about the faith component and the reality that uh, as, as Christians, we always have the, the one who sticks closer than a brother, the spirit of God. We have this advocate for us in all of this journey, even in setting boundaries. Yeah, I, it's a great point. I, I love the fact that our, that he is our ultimate source of safety, right? And that there is strength there. And even how God designed us is with boundaries. And even if you look in scripture, God sets boundary after boundary. So he is a proponent of healthy boundaries. And so I think that is so important. The other part of me looking through the lens of a betrayed wife, there so many wives after betrayal feel like God has abandoned them. He hasn't. He's there. But I think there is this case of... um, there, there is this deeper part of a lot of women feel like God is silent after betrayal. And there is this whole other spiritual process that's going on that they may or may not be able to access God as a source of strength uh, in the boundary making. And so I just want to, not to derail it from boundaries, but I just want to validate and just really see those women who are like, yeah, that would, I would love to be able to do that. But right now I'm angry at God and I don't understand what happened and I don't hear him and I'm not sure where he's at. And so, yeah, no, he's really not a part of this boundary conversation, right? Ultimately he is there. But I think the reality is, is that there's, there's a lot of struggle early on, especially no, and not even early on. There are a few women that I have walked with that not have not had a crisis of faith within this process and wondered really if they were going to make it to the other side of this with their faith. And so it's actually a fairly long process for most. Yeah. Talk about how, how important it is just to take care of herself physically in terms of dealing with trauma and setting boundaries, how important is her for her to get the physical needs that she has for health and safety as part of boundary setting? Mm. Yeah, gosh, the physical piece, man, that's, um, that is crucial because it, when betrayal happens, it feels like a bomb went off, not only in your life, but in your body. In relationship to your body, 
the relationship to the self-image, and then physically, like the your nervous system is absolutely lit on fire with betrayal. And so that feeling of I'm not safe, that fight or flight mode that I can't calm down, my heart is racing, the panic attacks, the not being able to sleep, not being able to focus. I mean, all of these symptoms of trauma, because betrayal is absolutely trauma. And so, and, and this, the toll that trauma has, that betrayal has on the body is just um, incredible. It's incredible. Marsha Means talks about she did um, uh, she did a survey uh, with women in her audience of those. And what she found from this was that those who life blew up for them and their husband was not doing the good work uh, of recovery and they stayed, almost all of them had major medical issues. Mm. And I've seen that in my own practice time and time again, where after betrayal, where there are major medical issues that show up in some women. Um, and it's because of this toll. It's because of all of the, um, the stress hormones. It's the, it's the, you know, it's just stress and what it does is just incredible. And so one of the things that I do now with the women who come to work with me is that we very quickly, I sit down with them. I say, hey, we, as far as the physical stuff, you have to stay on top of that because you disconnect with your body after betrayal and you kind of forget about it and ignore it because there's so much emotions that are, that are in your body that come up that are overwhelming. There's so much self-hatred because sexual betrayal is just the most personal form and going, gosh, if my, if I was thinner, if every, if my body was different, maybe this wouldn't have happened, which of course is not true. Right? Mm-hmm. But I have them sit down. I'm like, okay, here's the list. I want you to get physical. I, I want you to get your mammogram. I want you to go to the dentist. I want you to go to the eye doctor. And we list all of those different things that just puts that back on the list because the very taking care of their body is so important. But mm-hmm. I think when it comes to boundaries, the nervous system is so important to lean into and to calm the nervous system, to calm that down so you can get out of fight or flight mode. And it, it doesn't, uh, it's not that you have to get out of that to set boundaries. You have to set boundaries no matter where you're at, no matter what your nervous system is at, but it certainly is going to help along the way. And it will certainly help with that feeling of safety once you're able to calm your nervous system. So let's say now we have a, we have a wife that has, is, she's going through this process. She has been able to recognize Uh, her needs. She's been able to set some boundaries uh, in terms of recognizing what she needs in her circle. Um, She's verbalized that. Mm -hmm. Now, what is she to do when there is resistance against those boundaries? Mm -hmm. How does she respond? I think there's a couple things to consider in those instances. Um, One is we go back to He, when you say, this is what I need to feel safe, uh, he may do that. He may not. He may respect that boundary. He may not. So first of all, the first line of success is that you stated your boundary. Sometimes we think of success as the success is how does he respond? Okay. We don't have any control over that. So first success, number one is you stated your boundary. Okay. If he does not respond well, if he does not, um, if he does not step into that very generous offer of him being able to help you, 
because really that's also kind of what a boundary is, is saying like, hey, you can help me feel more safe if you were to do these things. It's another way of saying it, right? Then you have to look at, okay, your need for safety is still there. So then what do you need to do apart from your husband to feel safe? Right? So, you know, that the kind of maybe common example of, I need you to leave the house. Well, then you perhaps need to leave the house, right? Then you need to also take it in and say, okay, uh, I invited him to help me feel safe. Now I'm, I'm not on my own, but I'm on my own with my support people, hopefully that are in place, right? With other people. So now I need to go back. I need to rally the troops if I have safe people around me and say, hey, how can, how can I meet that safety need for myself or how can I get that need melt, met elsewhere? The other thing, if he does not respond well to your boundary, that is a real strong data point to pay attention to because that's a big, big problem. Mm-hmm. And that is not moving towards health. That is not moving towards healing. That is not moving towards restoration if he's plowing through boundaries. So that's just something you need to take in. You need to think about. You need to perhaps talk through with your counselor, with your support group, and think, what do I do with this? What do I do with this data point? Yeah. Well, Tammy, this is so good. Before we we wrap up, I'd love for you to just, what other just words of encouragement or or hope would you give to women who are just dealing right now? They're kind of in the, they're in the throes of having to set boundaries. They're dealing with their, their betrayal trauma. Um, and then where can uh, wives go to learn more about you and your resources? Yeah, I think what I would love to say to any women listening who are struggling with that is that, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're in this place and that you're having to deal with this. This is not your fault. But I want you to know it is possible to heal. It is possible to heal with or without your husband. But it is possible to heal and get to the other side. And sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it feels like you're falling through a black hole. You're not sure if it's possible to heal. You're not sure if you've just become this angry woman. And I want to encourage you to keep going. There is another side. There is hope. There is healing. And keep going. And in regards to reaching me, best way is through my website, which is betrayalhealing.com. And there you can contact me. You can learn more about me and, and ways that perhaps we can connect as well. Yeah. Well, Tammy, thank you so much. I know we only scratched the surface. There's so many more things that we could uh, talk about on this subject, but I think this has been incredibly helpful for the the women that are just going through this process. And I think you brought a lot of hope and really practical insights for how to um, feel empowered through boundaries so that uh, a woman can actually heal. But thank you for your time and for what you're doing in this space of ministry. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Yeah. And listeners, we're always glad that you're with us and um, we want to help you take your next best step, whatever that looks like. And with whomever that needs to be, that's our whole role is helping you take your next best step on your transformation journey. So please reach out to us and we'd love to help you with that. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.